0: Good day everybody, this is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. In today's episode, we're going to be touching first on uh, the biblical warning in Ecclesiastes about too much reading and what exactly that looks like for us bookworms, at least how I'm considering um, that uh, warning. Uh, The warning against too much reading. And uh, after that, we're going to talk about the 2020 election, the 2016 election, about how us white evangelicals voted for uh, a promiscuous racist, as it were, as uh, we are accused of, and how should we react to that accusation. And how should we react to the scandals that are bound to fly out um, during this election? Uh, which will, we will be dealing with Ecclesiastes again. And uh, in a little bit of a lighter note, uh, I wanna, will be encouraging you uh, to uh, consider doing something playful, doing th- playful things that deal with multiple generations. And with this, I'm considering uh, something like laser tag or mini golf or what have you, something that uh, somebody from age seven to age 70 is able to uh, accomplish so that you can have multiple generations doing the same thing and enjoying themselves. Those are the topics that we'll be um, discussing and um, that will be a part of this curious conversation. And so let's get started. As we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to start with a quick Bible study. But beforehand, kind of want to introduce what uh, I'm talking about. Uh, at church, I uh, ran into a few people. Uh, my pastor had seen me when he was walking up to the front of the sanctuary. And he did the, you know, one finger, come on over here. And, uh, walked over there and he he was like, I have, uh, you know, three books in my office for you and, you know, go grab them. So I did all happy. And, uh, after service, uh, couple, uh, ladies who go to the church, who, uh, talk with my wife quite a bit, asked me about the books and uh, one of them especially uh, was greatly concerned that I spend too much time reading uh, or have a lot of books and that she says it as a hindrance of sorts. And uh, I want to, in one sense, uh, agree with her in another sense disagree with her. I agree with her in that if, she, if by that, if in her uh, uh, ex- exhortion she meant you know, uh, Ecclesiastes 12, and this is what we're going to be talking about, uh, then I understand what she's coming from, and it is a concern of mine as well with anybody, and this is what it says. Uh, besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people of knowledge, weighing, and studying in arranging many proverbs with great care. The preacher sought to find words of, del- of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads and like nails firmly fixed, are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. The end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment. With every secret. Whether good or evil. So there's that. Warning against too much learning. And I will have to agree. And the way that I hem myself in is uh, solely doing a spiritual inventory of myself, making sure that uh, I am not uh, reading uh secular books with a desire to gain uh personal edification. I avoid being edified, excuse me. I avoid being edified by unbelievers to much, to a great extent. Uh, both ancient and um novel. Uh I only seek to um be encouraged and edified by believing authors and that's one way of humming myself in. Uh now if an unbeliever shocks me and they have a you know something in their literature that's like, oh man uh, Usually and not, not usually, every time. It's, they've quoted, you know, they, not plagiarized, but they, the source of that, the thing that blew me away, uh, wasn't from them. Uh, I read Plato, which obviously has Socrates in it. I uh, haven't read Aristotle or Alexander the Great or anything yet as far as like the ancient or some of the uh, Socratic philosophers go Uh, but I wasn't really impressed by Plato and I think part of it has to do with um, he gets it so close and so I can see why uh, King Solomon the preacher in uh, Ecclesiastes, is so adamant to you know not to be enthralled by many books. Uh, I do have many books, um, but I want to say about ninety percent of these books, yeah, I'll say eighty-five percent, are directly for the express purpose. Uh, fearing God and keeping His commandments. The other 15% are used to um, help me understand a um, non-Christian culture so that I can uh, exhort them, evangelize to them, um, to and call them to fearing God and keeping His commandments. Uh, that would be um, it for that. I d- again, I do appreciate um, the lady and the ladies for their exhortation, uh, their uh, call-out, if you will. Uh, they, they were well-meaning. I did hear them, uh, but I just disagree with them. If you don't mind this segment will be slightly more controversial than the others. Um, at least I think so. This is controversial to me, maybe perfectly fine to you. Uh, real quick, did want to say I think I mentioned before that I got a new job, which is which is, I think, good. Uh, and so one of the best things is that I don't have to be at work um, as early as I used to <clears throat> that so that's definitely an added benefit uh, beyond that uh, being able to uh, uh, pay or it pays more so that'll allow for being able to uh, afford and possibly pay off this house this year maybe. Uh, beginning of next year which would be great anyways uh, so during the first or during the first election of Donald Trump uh, which feels like a bajillion years ago uh they, the media and the left and the right Republicans and Democrats both criticized him for his uh, sexual promiscuity his uh, adultery and his fornications, and I wanted to talk about this because they say you know he, he shouldn't be president. You now we don't know why Christians such as myself uh, would have voted for him. Well, uh, real quick, because I want because. We're getting into this new election season, and they're breaking out those old tricks again. And I know that they're going to bring it up to us white evangelicals again. And I wanted to uh, deal with uh, these issues. Okay, uh, first, um, d- if if we would what what. What would be, or why would I ignore his, his sexual promiscuity or, uh, and let him become president? Well, well he's not the first president um, to be sexually promiscuous. Uh, you know, we've got Thomas Jefferson, who's our second, pre- or our third president, rather, uh, who was extremely sexually promiscuous with people who weren't his wife uh, part and due to uh, his wife making him vow before she died uh, to never marry again which was kind of a low blow. Ladies if you're about to die don't tell your men that they can't get married again cause you're just ca- causing them to have to fall into sexual sin in one sense cause there's a reason why they got married and that's because they needed to be married. That's the reason why they married you. Uh, But dealing with uh, the president, now with his uh, sexual deviancies, uh, I wanted to uh, say a couple things. One, uh, the left and the right have no intentions of taking upon a biblical Christian worldview in this matter. So if that's the case, you're correct. The president should not be the president. The president should be dead. Okay, i repeat again. The president should not be the president. The president should be dead, along with anybody else who commits adultery. If you want Christians to be consistent with their worldview and expect them to... not gracious Christians if you want Christians to follow God's law and be conformed to God's law then adultery calls for the death penalty okay and so we wouldn't shouldn't have interviews with either uh, Donald Trump or with stormy Daniels because both of them would be stoned at the city gates type of thing I said it was going to be controversial, and it's not controversial. We're controversial. God's law is not. We we um, are controversial to God's law, not the other way around. And uh, and so I say again: Do you really want Christians? Do you want white Christian males to be consistent with their worldview, and take upon biblical? Justice and biblical discernment and biblical uh, views on these matters. If you do, I don't think you do because then we go after the LGBT community and go after them for their sexual promiscuity and now they're dead. And we go, you know, and you go on and on. I, again, I don't think that you want that to happen. So uh, when somebody brings up to me, you know, Look at how terrible, you know, he was sexually or whatever. Cheating on his wives with, and whatnot. Uh, remind yourself, do you really want to play this game? Because if you do, we can play. Uh, but you won't like the end result. You won't like the end game. Uh, uh, or at least you. it'll... Uh, rustle your feathers. I'm all for biblical justice, but I don't think that the right or the left are. Uh, So, now, when we're dealing with uh, the president with his sexual promiscuity and allegedly being a racist and stuff like that, here's another reason why I think everybody has to throw that stuff out the window if you're not willing to be have a Christian ethic and a Christian worldview and have a uh, conform to the uh, law of God in this matter uh, do, if, if adulterers cannot be president what can they be? if, if adulterers cannot be If racists cannot be presidents, then what can they be? Can they be... uh, So they can't be the president of the United States. Can they be president of a company? Can they be a manager? Can they be an employee at all? Can they be a small business owner? Can they be... Can they do anything? Can they collect Social Security? Can they... What can a racist do? Or what should a racist be able to do? What uh, should an adulterer be able to do? If we're not allowed to uh, call for biblical justice on the matter, then what can we do? Uh, this is something that needs to be considered. Uh, not, not that we should consider killing people or whatever, uh, I think we should consider, you know, certainly consider uh, following God's law to the best of our ability and with all of our strength. We should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. Uh, And we should do that biblically. We should love them the way God calls us to love them and do no wrong to them. Uh and so if we're not willing to follow God's law on these matters, then uh what and what are we willing to do? And why should we w- be why should we be willing to do that? Where are we gonna compromise? Uh so uh I'm all for this culture, with its secularism, too. Uh promote a sexual deviant in a Playboy uh, to the highest office in the land. I'm all for it. It's not the first time we have. Uh, Because we've already uh, adulterated our justice in our justice system, uh, we should not be surprised that Uh, the two main candidates of last election were two New York thugs. And I will not be surprised if this coming election will be two New York thugs. Uh, That's really pretty much it. Uh, Something to consider. And something to uh, keep in mind when you're going through this election season. When people are being scandalous, ask yourself: uh, Are the people who are scandalizing things are they are they committed to biblical justice? And if they're not, ask yourself this: How many witnesses did they have of the scandal that they're trying to uh, promote? Because if they're not willing, you know, how far are they not willing to be committed to biblical justice? Because if they don't, if they only have accusations without evidence, then you shouldn't listen. If they have evidence, are they willing to go all the way and lean in? Because if they're not, then I won't take them as seriously, and you shouldn't take them as seriously. Uh, This is a conversation that needs to be had, and it's a conversation that I'll be kind of pushing: uh, biblical justice and consistency. And our inconsistencies in trying to uh, have a double standard or a, a many-tiered standard and as we go on with uh, this election season it's gonna be great I can feel it. it might just be the coffee but I'm pretty sure this is gonna be one of those election seasons that it's gonna be something similar to a John, um, John Adams versus Thomas Jefferson type campaign, uh, and I'll talk about what that looked like in a uh, later uh, on po- um, podcast segment. Uh, but just just you know, Thomas Jefferson basically called uh, John Adams a hermaphrodite, even though John Adams had like seven kids with with his wife so Thomas Jefferson had seven kids with his slave his um, wife's half-sister who's a slave so and both of those came out so that you know talk about a scandalous campaign it'll be great nothing that they bring this coming up election season is going to be uh, unprecedented uh, it's been here before there's nothing new under the American sun It's been there before since long ancient days past, and I, for one, am looking forward to it, and will laugh when it comes. All right, we're back. And in this segment, I want to talk about uh, yesterday, it was my nephew's birthday party kind of thing. We went to a lock-in at Zab Zone. And I took my little brother, and so it was my my little brother-in-law, and so it was me, my two older brothers, my nephew's, and my little brother-in-law, and we went to the Laser Tag from ten p.m. To you know, uh, me, and, me and my little brother-in-law got pizza, got some Cokes from McDonald's, and played, had fun, ate pizza, uh, you know, obviously went home and whatnot, but I wanna say, you know, definitely encourage you guys to consider doing stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Finding common ground areas, common ground things, um, especially if you're pretty active and you're kind of a kid still, you know, physically. And I definitely suggest something like laser tag. Great thing about wow, that laser tag was, you know, it was me, who's in my late twenties, my little brother who's 15, but there were kids that were probably like seven or eight with their parents, and there was one guy who was in his 60s, maybe 50s, uh, who was playing also, and it was just super great male, female, uh, of all different ages, of all different, you know, body structures and all that, different stages of life. And, I gotta say, like, there is very few things that can bring, that are just absolutely amoral. As in, you know, there is no real morality with shooting, you know, a laser beam thing at somebody else. Absolutely nobody gets hurt. It's abs- It's all. It's literally just all fun and games. Uh, you're active, so it's not. You're not being lazy. I guess the only moral thing is: Are you just being a busybody? And I mean, I guess if doing that takes away from other things that you could be doing with your time, then perhaps. But I mean, because it's at between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., then uh, you know as long as you're ready to wake up early for whatever you planned on doing the next day and it's not going to affect you that way, then, I mean, what else are you going to do at ten from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m.? Uh, I think that that's awesome. And so I would encourage, and again, it's a silly encouragement, but, I mean, I'm so sticking serious. Why not have at least one silly thing? Uh, consider... Finding something, glow golf, bumper cars, laser tag, what have you. Just find something that is enjoyable and that is uh, safe, legal, um, and can incorporate everybody. Uh, You get to meet some people, not really get to know them, but you at least get to meet some people and just relate to people in a whole different way. I want to thank you all for coming and having this curious conversation with me. And I hope you come again real soon to uh, talk with me again. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, you can go uh, to uh, Twitter and just search at Zachary Kameen. Uh, You can search The Curious Christian on Instagram. And you can also find me on Facebook and talk to me there. Some of you have, and I appreciate it. A lot of great feedback. Uh, my favorite is uh, when people who are listening incorporate uh, some of my topics into the conversation so that uh, we can actually talk about what I talk about on here in real life, which is probably uh, 40 to 50% of the reason why I do this podcast is so that when I run into you guys, uh, we can pick up where I left off here on this. Uh, And so I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you guys. As always, uh, drink some coffee and come to Jesus.